0: Hello and welcome back. Today's video is on online dating and those creepy people you meet. Sometimes staying single isn't that bad after all. Today's video is featuring Night Stalker and Celestial Noor. The channel links will be in the description so make sure you check them out if you enjoy their narration and drop them a sub. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. This isn't your typical scary story. It's not about ghosts, creepy mountain men in the woods, or strange creatures lurking in the shadows. This is about the worst dating experience I've had so far, and hopefully will ever have. I'm a 30-year-old male. I recently had a long-term relationship fall apart, and I moved to a new city. I had been trying my luck in online dating for a while, and while I hadn't had a whole lot of actual luck, I still managed to meet some women who were fun to text here and there and occasionally hang out with at the bar, but since meeting this woman, I've been very hesitant to ever go back on those sites. For this story's sake, I'll call her Allie. Our first date went alright. We went to a rock club, and then went down to the river to talk and smoke some cigarettes. She was quite a bit younger than me, 21 or 22, and definitely acted like it. Most of the jokes and references I made were too obscure for her, or were way before her time. Movies and TV shows that were drilled into my head growing up were completely unknown to her, and she didn't even listen to much of any classic rock I grew up with. Bands like The Grateful Dead, Jefferson Airplane, and Fleetwood Mac were all brand new to her. Despite that, she insisted that we still had tons of stuff in common. I wasn't sure about that, but I still had a fun time, and we decided we would hang out again sometime. The next day, Ellie calls me, asking what I had planned for the day. I remember thinking at the time, that that was classy of her to prefer calling over text. I told her I was going to go visit my parents and I was going to be out of town for at least the next two days, which was 100% true. She told me to have fun and I proceeded to prepare for the visit and make my two hour drive to my hometown. Pretty much as soon as I get to my parents house, the rest of the world disappears. Beer and wine were flowing, the pool was at perfect temperature, the grill was fired up, and we just couldn't stop telling goofy stories and laughing. My phone was the last thing on my mind. The day came to a close and I started getting ready for bed. This is when I noticed my phone had been going off all day. Allie called me six or seven times, left two voicemails, and left me at least ten text messages. The messages started out like, Hey, I hope you're having fun. And, When do you think you'll be back? But quickly turned more disturbing. She started talking about her drug habits and committing suicide. Her last text was about 15 minutes earlier. They read, Call me. Time is a factor. Being pretty alarmed about the whole situation, I hesitated, but eventually called her back. She answered with a creepy voice. Hey, you said you're in this town, right? I'm here too. Wanna hang out? She followed me two hours and had spammed my phone, hoping that I'd drop my plans to hang out with her. And if that wasn't bad enough, she was trying to use guilt as a weapon against someone that she met just a day earlier. I told her I was too drunk to go anywhere and that I needed to sleep. I hoped that would be the end of it, but it sure wasn't. Through the rest of the night and all the next day she tried to contact me, same stuff as before. I had a lot of things to do that day, plus I had a long drive ahead of me, so I wasn't really interested in being on my phone. I got home exhausted from the active weekend and was really looking forward to a peaceful night, home alone. I dozed off early in the evening And when I woke up, Allie had blown up my phone yet again. She told me that she didn't have enough gas to get home from my hometown, and she had no money. She wanted me to drive all the way back, put gas in her tank, and then hang out with her more. I told her no flat out. She continued to guilt me, and like an idiot, I agreed that if she could make her own way back, we would hang out that night. So a couple hours later, she told me that she made it home and asked me to pick her up. I should have listened to my brain screaming that it was a bad idea, but I picked her up and halfway back to the house she pops literally a handful of pills. When I asked her what she was doing, she replied, I'm coming down too hard. I have struggled with substance abuse in the past and I had told her I didn't care what she did on her own time, but I didn't want that thing happening anywhere near me. She sort of apologized, but mostly pried to hear about my past, of which I told her very little. When we got to my house, we smoked cigarettes before going to my room. Not even 10 minutes later, she started to look extremely sick. I asked her if she was okay, and she responded with a lot of vomit all over my bedroom floor and collapsing onto my bed, taking up the whole mattress. I rolled her on her side and started cleaning up. By the time I was done, it was after midnight, and I was too angry to go to sleep. I stayed up watching TV hoping that it would stir her awake and make some room for me to lay on my bed. After a while my eyes grew tired and I decided it was time to go to sleep. This is when I noticed that she rolled on her back then I noticed she wasn't breathing. I lost my shit. I started shaking her and screaming in her face. She wouldn't stir. I tilted her head back and opened her mouth to check her airway. Still nothing and I couldn't detect any obstruction. I had a brief moment of panic. I am fully trained to deal with these situations, but for the life of me, I didn't know what to do. All I could think about was that there would be a good chance I would have to explain to her family why she died in my bed. After what felt like an eternity, but was probably only 30 seconds, I regained enough of my composure to take action. I checked her pulse and it was eerily slow and weak. I shook her and checked her airway one more time before getting on the phone with 911. As I'm about to push the call button on my phone, she coughed and started snoring. At this point, I was beyond livid. I shoved her over to make room for myself, halfway hoping to roll off the bed and wake up. The next morning, I told her everything. I told her that I needed to get her home, and I had a lot of things to do that day. Even after making up some story about an emergency at work, she persisted if I wanted to hang out that afternoon. I should have been honest with her and say, hell no. Later that night, I got two more voicemails from her, both almost identical. She said she was checking herself into rehab and that she wanted to hang out one more time before she left. I ignored them and blocked her number. A few months passed and I was finally able to laugh about the whole thing. Then, just last night actually, I got a text at 3am from an unknown number. Hey, it's Allie. I got a new phone. Wanna hang out? So about three years ago when I was 18 or so, I was on Grinder, and someone messaged me. This lovely gentleman shall be referred to as Rando. So we start talking and we ask how we were and what we were up to, the usual conversation starter. Shortly after beginning the conversation, Rando began to sound rather depressing, bemoaning about his insecurities and how everyone hates him, occasionally talking about how he should just kill himself. So being the nice person I am, I tried to find something to compliment him on, trying to make him feel better, that sort of thing. Or bring a smile to his face at least. And that's where things began to get heavy. Rando begins deflecting my compliments, calling me a liar, or a user, or saying I'm just trying to make fun of him. I try my best to reassure him that my compliments were genuine, because I hate seeing people depressed or down. It's just my nature to bring joy to people. Now I've been in his shoes before with the severe insecurity thing so I know how it felt after he finally began to believe my compliments were real he began to get very attached to me he started sending me over 20 messages at once and if I didn't reply to him within five seconds he would start to be like oh I guess you found someone better to talk to then you're just like the rest and it began to get frustrating at this point now I could have just blocked him and saved me the headache but I have anxiety and feared that he would just turn up at my door someday and do something drastic if I blocked him. He also tried to send me nudes to grab my attention when I didn't reply literally instantly to his messages, and it got worse and worse from there. Eventually he told me that he was in my town over the weekend and began to get very pushy about meeting up somewhere. When I didn't reply, he flips out and starts finding me on different social medias to keep tabs on me. Facebook messages, friend requests, Instagram follows, etc. I went on a night out with some friends of mine, at the time forgetting that he was in my town over the weekend. And he saw me walking down the street and ran up to me, bawling his eyes out about me trying to avoid him. And then he began begging me for my phone number and my house address and whether he could join us for the night out. And when we politely refused, he followed us further and tried forcing drinks into my hand when we got to the bar. Infuriated by how cringy he was being, I went home to just realize he boarded the same bus as me and followed me back to my place before he finally disappeared. He started messaging me on Grindr about visiting my home sometime or trying to find my friends to get my phone number. I finally snapped at this point and finally blocked him and thought that was that, only to discover the next day he was trying to catfish me with my own pictures to get my attention and screaming to know why I blocked him. At this point, things had got way too heavy, and I deleted Grinder from my phone, changed my number, and moved just to avoid him. The whole experience really puts me off, dating people with severe insecurities, out of fear that something like this will occur again. And I've been trying against my nature to avoid complimenting people too much. Three years later, and I haven't seen him since. So Rando, let's not meet. I've always been addicted to online surveys. That was the only reason why I made an account on OkCupid. They had some really fun surveys, so I made an incomplete, sarcastic profile to be able to answer the surveys. After a while I got a message from a dude that I started to politely chat with. I warned him that I wasn't there to flirt and only there to do surveys. Then we started to be pals. Pretty soon we discovered how much anime each of us watched in life and this was the main topic of our conversations. I'm not sure how it happened, but we started to see each other a lot. He seemed fun, but he always had a crazy look in his eyes, like you don't know what's going to happen. He used to give me tons of attention, convention tickets, food, weed, and alcohol. Often he would hit on me, but then I would have to go back and start talking about the fact that I wasn't interested. So there was this one night. I was in college back then, and one of my classes ended at 11.50 p.m. This guy called me earlier in the evening saying that he had a lot of weed and alcohol and that we should hang out together that night. He said he would even pick me up at my uni. My class is over and he's taking his time to get there. I decided to invite him to an elderly gym close to my house so we could smoke and drink together. There honestly wasn't that much weed or alcohol anyway. So soon I said, I need to go home because I have classes in the morning. Now, I live in a neighborhood that there's nothing else other than big houses, nothing. Not a drugstore, hospital, school, nothing. It usually takes me 20 minutes to go from the bus stop to my residence, and I don't walk slow. We were in the middle of this course, so about 10 minutes away from getting home by walking from where we were. He offered me a ride, and I accepted. As soon as we get into the car, he starts moving close to me, touching my thighs, and asking me for oral. I get really annoyed after telling him so many times and I told him I just needed to get home soon. That's when he starts to undo his pants. I freak out a little bit, but then, after a few seconds, I jump out of the car and start walking towards my house. I shouldn't have done that, of course, because until then he didn't know my address completely. But I was very tired after a Calculus 3 lesson that ended close to midnight and after spending the entire day and night at uni. He shouted something I couldn't understand, and I started to walk even faster as he turns the car and starts following me very slowly. That's when I start to run. I could already see my house from afar. He accelerated a bit more, but I was quicker and jumped a fence and ran to my house, locking all the doors and windows. When I woke up the next day, I had a message from okay Cupid Dude, which said, I know where you live, I know who your friends are, and I know which uni you attend. By the way, I love the picture of yours with long ears and the high sock stockings. Thing is, I never posted that picture anywhere online, and I've never given him my phone to use. I deleted my account after that, of course. So screw you creepy anime dude, let's not meet. So this has happened today. Against my better judgement, at the beginning of the month I got a Tinder. I matched with a few guys, one of them was named James. We ended up texting each other, and he seemed pretty chill, and he was pretty into me. He was a decent looking guy, and we seemed to click. He had apparently been in a relatively abusive relationship, and he was looking to start over. According to him, she hit him with a frying pan, and pepper sprayed him once. He kept going on and on about how crazy she was. We went out to the movies this past Friday, and I had a great time. We ended up talking for a few hours, and we hit it off pretty well. I asked him about his ex because I was a bit curious to why he would stay with someone like that. He didn't say anything positive about her, just that she was crazy and had mental illnesses and didn't take her meds. She had tried to baby trap him, but she ended up having a miscarriage. He expressed relief that she didn't end up with his kid. In all, I had a good time, though. This morning rolls around, and he tells me that he had hooked up with his ex last night and that he was going to try to work things out with her. Mildly insulted that I lost out on an abusive chick, but whatever. I tell him it's cool. A few hours later, he texts me to say that she was crazy, and he thought that she was changing, but she wasn't. Blah, blah. He kept asking if he could see me. He was being very pushy about wanting to see me today. He begged me for just five minutes of my time so he could explain to me. I politely told him that I didn't want to be involved with someone that was so clearly hung up on his ex. This is where it gets nuts. He admitted that he still was, but that he wanted to see me today so I could meet her and she could determine if I was better for him than she was and that she wanted him to be happy because he and I had a connection. I completely flipped out after that, told him that the fact that he needed his ex to determine who was right for him was absolutely nuts and that is not what love is and that I want to know part of it. His ex started texting me after that, and it was nonstop insults and shit that made no sense. She also dropped the bomb that she was actually his wife. I basically told her to piss off, and I blocked the number. I went on Tinder to message him, where I called him a piece of shit, and if he he was intelligent, he should leave her and never message me again. He started to harass me, saying that I was miserable because they had a beautiful love together, and all this other crazy stuff. Then went on to say, My wife knows where you work. I hope she doesn't do anything rash. And I told him if that was a threat, I would gladly go to the police. He said that she had been to jail before, and she's not afraid. And that she loves him so much that she would mess anyone up, even if it meant going to jail for him. That she would kill my friends if they tried to protect me. And that she was also armed and dangerous. I told him goodbye, reported him, and deleted my Tinder account. I did go to the police tonight, but since it wasn't a direct threat, they couldn't do much. The cops think that James was more or less full of shit and just trying to scare me, since some people love getting off on that shit. They said I did the right thing by blocking him and reporting him and said I should just keep my eyes open and alert people at my job. The scary thing is James seemed perfectly normal, but he lied about being married, how he felt towards his wife, and he flipped like a switch. His excuse for not being upfront about being married was that they were gonna get a divorce I honestly wonder what would have happened to me if I had gone to talk to him for 5 minutes. I'm kinda concerned since they do know where I work, but if either of them do try anything again, the cops can actually nail them. What a weekend. For clarity, I'm a straight 21-year-old female. So in November of 2016, I went through a pretty bad breakup. Fast forward to October 2017. I finally felt comfortable enough to try to get back out in the dating world. So like a moron, I got on Tinder. So towards the end of October, I met a guy named Dave on Tinder. And from the looks of it, he was an okay guy. He was funny and a gentleman, didn't ask for anything appropriate, and seemed fine. We talked for about two weeks and set up a time to go on a date. We decided to meet where he had recently moved to, which was about 35 minutes away from my house. I got to the bar to wait for him. And he was 15 minutes late he walked in and looked relatively similar to his pictures which i was really happy about and then he opened his mouth to talk and had a very strange voice like he was on the verge of crying it was very weird he had some tattoos on his arm including the all cni illuminati symbol trying to break the tension i jokingly said illuminati confirmed tell me all your secrets he responds with what the hell are you talking about don't say that kind of stuff in public." I kinda just laughed it off, but he was being real weird. He then says, You know that people that pry are people who die. I just looked at him, and I generally did not know how to respond. Fast forward 20 minutes, and a couple of my friends come to the bar after me urging them to. The minute I sit down, he puts his hand on my knee and squeezes, and not like, oh I'm interested, but a hard squeeze. I looked at him to stop, and he leans over and whispers, You have lovely kneecaps. By the time my friends left, which was about an hour into the date, he had seven beers and it was a Tuesday. As I go to close my tab, he stands behind me and he had a boner, full mass boner. I very quickly signed my receipt and stepped away. It starts raining and he informs me that he walked to the bar from his house and asked me for a ride. Reluctantly, I agreed. And on the very short drive to his house, he informs me That's not actually his house, and that he's living in his sister's basement. When I finally park in front of his house, he leans over to kiss me, and I try to give him the cheek, and he physically turns my head and puts his entire tongue in my mouth. As I pull away, this guy did it again. Get the hell out of my car, and he responds with, I'm in love with you. I knew from the minute I saw your pictures, you have to come inside and meet my sister and her husband. I told him that if he didn't get out of my car, I was going to call the police. He started to tear up as he got out of my car. So weird boner, Illuminati guy, let's never meet again. About five years ago or so, I was 23 at the time, and I just got out of my first serious relationship a year prior. That guy was the first love and the first sexual experience, so needless to say... When things ended and he had zero interest in trying to make things work out, I was heartbroken. After about a year of moping around and being stupidly sexually promiscuous, I decided to try actual dating. I met this guy named Rick on a dating website. He was a couple years older than me, was an ex-marine, cute, and good at making conversation. After a few days of talking online, he asked me for my number and we decided to meet up. I drove to his house and come to find out that he lives with a few other guys who looked rather shady. Now he actually lived in a good neighborhood, but the way they kept their home and the way his roommates looked at me was my first red flag that an inexperienced, naive girl would not fit in this crowd, but I decided to stay and give it a chance. Once he saw me, he came up, gave me a hug and handed me a helmet to his motorcycle. Now I have never in my life rode on a motorcycle before. But I've always wanted to. So I thought why not? And I hopped on. The street that he decides to take me down is known as a very long and windy road that is pretty secluded. It's also important to note that it is springtime and it's about 5 pm when we go on the ride. I didn't realize at the time he had decided to take me on this specific road, but once we got on it, my red flag started to kick in. I began to realize it's dead silent out here, and there are no other cars on the road right now. It's starting to get dark, and I don't know this guy, so what the hell am I doing? My alarm bells start ringing. Now I will say that, while I made tons of mistakes within the story, this instance is where I am proud of myself of how I reacted. Once my anxiety kicked in, I told him that we should turn around and go home. He started laughing and asked if I was scared, and I just said no. I needed to go home because my parents were expecting me for dinner. He kept riding forward. More alarm bells ringing. Pictures of me being raped or left in a ditch came to mind. I kept asking him if we could just turn around and can we please go back and he finally gave in and turned around. The next day comes. I tell myself maybe I was overreacting and he was harmless and I decided to go on a second date a few days later. We met up at a sports bar for dinner and had a couple of beers while watching the hockey game. The whole entire time we were sitting there, Rick has his arm around me and has me literally attached to his hip, constantly trying to make out with me, and acting extremely possessive. At this point, I completely freak out, because I barely know this guy, and all he is talking about is our future, and how he would be such a protective boyfriend, since he is an ex-marine. I knew I was done with him at this point, but unfortunately, my car was at his house. When we were done, and headed home, he insists that I come inside and hang out for a bit. I decide to walk in and stay about five minutes, Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. We walk into his room and he immediately pounces on me, making out with me and trying to fill me up. I kept pushing his hands away and kept telling him that I needed to get going. But I could tell he wasn't going to give up until I gave him what he wanted, especially after I realized his little friend was aroused. He told me that he wouldn't let me leave until we did something. I have no idea what he would have forced me to do if I kept rejecting his advances. So I decided my only way out was to finish him off so I did and the entire time I was trying to act like I was enjoying it while dying inside and hoping he would hurry up and finish so I can leave luckily I only used my two hands and luckily it only took him a few minutes to finish once he was done I literally ran out the door and sped home after that night he tried to ask me to hang out again I told him that I think it was best if we stayed friends this guy became relentless calling me and texting me and begging me to see him then he proceeded to call me a bitch because i was ignoring him then would apologize for calling me a bitch and it was only because he liked me so much so i blocked him then he tried to message me on instagram so i blocked him there and then on facebook and finally on snapchat so rick please let's not meet ever again
1: So I've been on Grinder for about 10 years, and have had plenty of fucked up experiences. This one in particular reminds me of when I was at a party without my car, and my phone was on 10%, but a decently hot Grinder guy said he would pick me up, and we could hang out at his place before he drove me home, so of course I jumped on the opportunity. Anyway, we got to his place, and he got me pretty drunk, but never tried to make a move. I assumed he was going to wait and just convince me to stay the night later. Finally, my phone died after like two hours. And I didn't even have to say anything before he noticed it was dead. Then he stood up and was like, well, let's go to the car then. When I asked if he had a charger I could use, he said no. After we got in the car, he kind of got quiet and less flirty. And I spaced out, just enjoying his music and looking out the window. I didn't even notice that he never asked where I lived until I realized we'd been driving for an over an hour, not even towards my town, but into the canyons, and I asked where he was going, and he just said, thought we could go for a drive, and my drunk ass was like, oh, okay. So anyway, to make a long story shorter, he ended up taking us four or five miles down a dirt road with no signs or houses until it dead-ended into this cabin with no lights on or cars outside. And he parked and turned off the car. That's when the dread started to creep in as I sobered up. I said I drank too much and should probably head home, but he didn't even respond to that. He just sat there, staring at the cabin. Then he was like, You said you like being kinky? You're pretty submissive, correct? And I was like, uh, sure, but I just meant like normal, rough kind of shit, nothing wild. And he started sounding a little annoyed, and his sentences seemed a little less carefully worded, like he was just spitting out the bare minimum of each thought. He said something about how some of his favorite people are those who can find pleasure in pain, and like if someone goes into shock enough times, eventually it becomes like a drug, and they crave more. Then something about how pushing a person into the deep end is the fastest way to teach them to swim. At that point, I was scared enough to assert myself and said firmly, Okay, well that sounds fun, but just not tonight. I just want to go home now. This place is creepy. And he just sighed and gripped his keys tighter. Then right as I glanced at his phone sitting in the cup holder, right before it occurred to me to grab it, he snatched it up so fast and held it in his hand, kind of behind his head, to make clear he wasn't going to let me near it. I made this kind of, wha, sound, and he just gave me this almost, I'm proud of you, son, half like dads do when they pat their shoulder or something. It was quiet, and he kept looking me up and down for a minute or so, and then got a little more gruff, and said, let's go inside. I have these friends you'll really like once you meet them, You'll feel a lot better, or something to the extent. But he wasn't even trying to sound genuine or comforting like he's been doing so well earlier in the night. Finally, I lied and spoke up a bit and told him I told my roommate and my friends I was meeting up with you before you picked me up. I sent screenshots of your face and some of the conversation. They're going to freak out if I don't charge my phone and reply to them in the next few hours. I tried not to make it sound accusatory. more like I was just worried about my friends going crazy, but it was clear he knew what I was implying. At that point, he let out an exasperated, grunty sigh and started the car and drove away. Driving back, I got nervous about him stalking me and coming after me in the future, so I tried to apologize and tell him I'd be down to hang another time maybe, but tonight just wasn't great for me. He didn't say a single word. He drove the whole way back. And didn't ask where I lived, but dropped me off at a McDonald's about 40 miles away from my apartment. And when I was stepping out of the car, he suddenly leaned over and gave me a hard shove, so I almost fell out the rest of the way. And he grabbed my backpack off the floor and flung it out his window across the parking lot and peeled out with the passenger door still open, broke my laptop, and cracked my phone. And I had to ask a stranger to use her charger and call an Uber. But at that point, I was just so anxious to get home, I didn't give a shit anymore. What's so weird is how, while it was happening, even though I was terrified, I guess, I wasn't thinking about exactly what he was planning to do with me. I just knew I needed to get away from him. So it wasn't until I got home and got in the shower that I realized how fucked it all was and what might have happened if I'd let him talk me into walking into that cabin and all that stuff. I remember just being so shaken and smacked by the reality of it. Almost felt like a panic attack, so I sat down in the shower with my head between my knees and cried till it ran cold. And I got out and woke my roommate up to tell him about it, and he kind of calmed me down. So while I still have a grinder account, I really just use it as an ego boost. I'm reluctant to meet up with anybody from it now. <laughs> anyway, ...girls and guys. I suppose the moral of the story is... ...we gotta be goddamn careful out there.
2: So back in 2014 when I was 21... ...I was on and off again in a toxic relationship... ...and I was trying to get over him and move on. So I thought I'd give dating sites a crack. I tried a few, met a few guys... Some decent that never went anywhere, and some that just plain were looking for sex, or had serious issues. I hadn't dated since high school, as I'd been in two long-term relationships fairly close to each other, with people that I had known for a while. As I'm sure you can imagine, I was clueless. I wasn't used to guys trying to trick me into sex, or leading me on to even how dating really worked. After a few failed attempts to find somebody, I thought I'd broaden my horizons and really try to find someone serious. At the time I was taking to a couple of guys. The one that stood out was really nice, if not slightly simple guy who I had a lot in common with, Liam. I didn't want to put my eggs in one basket, so I started to talk to another guy that wasn't really my type, physically or mentally. But he was smart and funny, so I thought I'd see how things played out, seeing as most of the guys that I picked on gut feelings turned out to be terrible. This man who I nicknamed Guy was very, very persistent and very cocky, which I wasn't really into, but he seemed like a cool guy on the other hand, and was very knowledgeable, quick-witted, and easy to talk to. We spoke on the phone a few times and it was a reasonably good experience, but there was something about him I just didn't really like. As I mentioned previously, he was really quite cocky and used to do little annoying things like hang up without saying goodbye and had an arrogant, pushy demeanor. One day on the phone, I pulled him up on it and told him that I believed this was all the front and that he wasn't really that arrogant and he was a lot nicer than he let on. He told me that he had an ex-girlfriend who broke up with him because he was too much of a pushover. So we decided that women like guys that were a little on the arrogant side. I told him I didn't at all, and I spoke to him because I felt there was something more than that to his personality. I also picked him up on the little things in his profile, such as not liking fat chicks and other things. I'm a bigger girl, so I asked him if that was a problem, to which he responded that it wasn't. He had just written that to make himself look better. I accepted his excuse and hoped for the best. I decided I needed to try different kinds of men if I wanted to find someone, so I gave Guy a chance. He often suggested meeting at his place over pizza and movies, which I wasn't quite comfortable with, so I suggested he come out to a club with a few friends, which he declined and tried to convince me to come back to his place to which I really wasn't keen on. After he clicked on that I wasn't coming over to his house in the middle of the night, he suggested we go out for coffee. As I didn't drive, he suggested that he pick me up, which I didn't really think was that great of an idea, but I agreed in the end. We decided to go to a local coffee shop that I was quite fond of, which was open throughout the night. At around 8, he picked me up and we exchanged pleasantries and once we were seated, I was generally surprised by his attentiveness and how much interest he displayed, asking me questions about myself. Still something didn't sit right. It wasn't like I didn't like him. There was just something that made me feel really uncomfortable. All went well. We chatted about this and that until the question took a strange turn. Have you ever kissed anyone just simply because you were horny, he asked, rather loudly, considering that we were in a crowded cafe. I was taken aback and uh, slightly embarrassed and hesitated before stuttering, "Uh, uh, no, not really. I think that's more of a male thing. Can't say that I've done that, no. He asked me a few more innocent questions before switching back to the topic. Asking if I liked oral sex or other oddly worthy questions that I can't remember. Sexual questions that were unusual. I lightly told him that it was too rude to ask me that, but I was still tolerant of him. Not long after this, he suggested that we leave. By this, I thought he meant part ways, as he knew I had to meet up with a friend not long after coffee. I was wrong. He went to the counter and offered the pay, to which I declined. Luckily he did because, ironically, I had left my wallet at home. I felt like it was such a cliché, but I felt super guilty as it made me feel bad whenever anyone pays for me. When we got in the car, he started to drive a different direction to where I lived. I asked where we were going and he pulled up to a street nearby with a little to no street light that was extremely dim and parked outside a random house. I asked him what we were doing here and he told me that he wanted to talk in private, to which I responded that we could talk in private out front of my house. He argued that it wouldn't be private that too many people would see or look out the windows. I stupidly told him that no one would because only my sister was home and I would text her not to. He kicked up a bit and got slightly angry before agreeing to take me home. This should have been enough for me, but no, I was naive and I was lonely. When we parked out in front of my house, we started talking and he tried to lean in to kiss me, to which I kept pulling away, giving off negative body language but I was still friendly about it. After a bit, he started to ask me to look at him, to which I started making jokes. After a few seconds of that, I tried to pull away, and he pulled me into a bear hug, to which I half-heartedly tried to get out of that, but gave up and continued kissing him. A little while later, I tried to pull away, and he put me in almost a headlock-type hold, Still, somehow, I wasn't concerned enough to get the hell out of there. We stopped kissing after a bit and continued talking. He asked if I'd sit in the back seat with him and cuddle, to which I hesitantly said yes. Once we got in the back, we cuddled and talked, but then he kept grabbing at my boobs and vagina. I just kept telling him to stop because it was pissing me off. He was doing it in kind of a jokey way like, whoops, accidentally brushed your boob. I didn't take it too seriously until it happened a few more times and I told him he had his feel and enough was enough. I wasn't good at saying no to men back then, not that it's any excuse. After a couple of times, I said I was moving to the other side of the car so he couldn't touch me. I sat there and we continued talking when all of a sudden he reached out ...and pulled me in for a cuddle. He was playing with my hair when all of a sudden he pushed my head down, hair wrapped around his hands. I was confused and tried to push my head back up, but then he roughly pushed it back down again. I realized what he was doing. I don't know how I did it, but I managed to get myself out of his grip and get out of the car. As I was getting out, he yelled to come back, that he didn't do anything... "'You know what you fucking did? Thanks for the fucking coffee,' I said as I slammed the door in his face. I walked quickly but steadily back to my front door, even though I was petrified as I didn't want to give him the satisfaction of seeing me running. He continued yelling out that he had done nothing wrong the whole time I was walking. I banged down my front door and my younger sister opened it to see me in tears.' I told her what had happened and eventually I settled down. I swiftly blocked him on Facebook and vowed never to talk to him again. I kid you not, three days later while I was at work, I received a text message from him. He said, Hey, you want to get coffee tonight? I told him no. Why well, replied then? After an hour of no response, he said, I see what you did there. Smiley face emoji. I just told him, I'm just curious why you'd even bother asking. He came back with, because I think you're cute. I'm curious why you're answering. I sent a picture that read, you smell like hidden motives, get away from me. He came back with, pretty sure my motives tasted fine when my tongue was down your throat the other night. I never made contact again, and after that I blocked his number. A few years later on I was telling someone about him and decided to unblock him on Facebook to show her when I noticed that he had a mutual friend. The mutual friend was a girl that I had been extremely close with in high school who had confessed to me that she had been raped from a child onward. I was the only one that she had ever told and I helped her find the courage to put that piece of shit away. So naturally I freaked and messaged her. I told her the whole story and she was stunned. She told me that he worked with her and now lectured something to do with justice at a local university which was laughable. She told me that he had harassed her for months about going on a date with him and would occasionally get quite nasty. In all the time that she knew him, she felt uncomfortable around him even when he was nice, and she felt kind of intimidated most times. He would guilt, pressure, and have a go at her about this date, or... For not messaging him back right away, etc. Very full on, almost stalkerish. She ended up getting a boyfriend, and he was furious, but she didn't hear from him after that. Judging by her time frames, she had met him around three to six months after I did.
0: You have lovely kneecaps. Excuse me?